Hello and welcome to this episode of Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights. I'm Anna Weaver, the Herald's Associate Editor, and today I'm speaking with one of the Herald's columnists, Mary Duddy. She contributes a marriage and family-like column that I love editing each month, uh, partly because Mary needs so little editing and partly because she always has great insight and stories to share. Well, welcome, Mary. Thanks oh, for Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, for the listeners that may not have a chance to read any of your columns, uh, I wanted to reintroduce you a little. So you and your husband, Tom, have three children and five grandchildren. Seven, seven. seven grandchildren. Really? Oh, I'm off on that. And you've lived here in Hawaii for how many years now? Forty-two. Forty-two years, okay. Mm-hmm. And was it the Navy that first brought you to Hawaii? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, Tom was in for a few years here and then got out and has been working just outside of the military for a while, right? Yes. That, okay. Yes. Um, can you recap a little, because I know you shared this in one of your columns, about how you met Tom, because I thought that was a, a neat story of... Um, uh, you know, feeling like you had the vocation for marriage, but you were in a small town. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I was living in North Carolina. I grew up in Chapel Hill, and I was working for a very small newspaper called the Spring Hope Enterprise. And there were exactly 1,500 people in that town. And it, it covered three small towns. Huh. And needless to say, it was way out in the country, and there was... Ten Catholics in Spring Hope, oh. none of whom were single except for me. And so I, I would go to the nearest church, which is 30 miles away in Rocky Mount. And um, I was part of a prayer group there. And so I tried to, you know, meet people in other ways. And so one of the ways I met people, we went to a Curcio weekend. And at the closing of Curcio, they had men join the women. And Tom was playing the accordion for that closing mass. And I remember thinking at that time, oh, now that's the kind of person I'd like to marry. And uh, I met him briefly, but then that was it. I didn't see him again for about six months. And then I went to a young adult event. And a young adult event then, see, in North Carolina, like less than 2% of the population was Catholic. And so they had a diocesan-wide youth and young adult group. Um, to try to reach out to all the stray Catholics in the diocese. So I went to that weekend. It was a ski weekend. We went to the mountains, we went skiing, and I re-met Tom at that weekend. And we got talking, and we, we tried to see what we had in common. And I remember he said he was involved in the charismatic renewal and prayer groups, and I was too. So that really caught my attention. And... Um, then we, we were interested in each other. So from there, we began, began dating shortly after that. And um, we got married one year exactly from our first date. Oh, wow. So you just knew. Uh, well, yes, pretty quick, pretty quick. And uh, so once we got married, we were stationed in Norfolk, Virginia for nine months. Tom went to a school, a Navy school, because he was in the Navy. And we were getting ready to have orders. And... We were very interested in some kind of community, Christian community. And then we got our orders, and it was to Hawaii. And at the same time, we met somebody who had just moved from Hawaii and had been part of a community here in Hawaii. So he gave us the name of Ron and Carrie Gavea, who live in Hawaii, and said, when you get there, look them up. So we wrote ahead and said we were interested in community life, and, you know, we'd like to meet you. 
And so they had somebody meet us at the airport, and that weekend they invited us for dinner. So pretty much we off the plane, we had joined the People of Praise in Hawaii. Um, we're a much smaller branch than on the mainland. They have a larger groups over there. But I always say we came to Hawaii because of the Navy, but we stayed in Hawaii because of People of Praise. Nice. And um, so we've been here 42 years. Okay, yeah. And no plans to go back to the mainland, uh, you know? Right, that's a good question. That's a good question, because there were a couple times when we tried to move back to the mainland, um, especially when Tom got out of the Navy, and also when our kids were getting ready to start high school. So those are the key, key areas we thought we'd, we'd try to move to the mainland, but it didn't work out, and it seemed clear that the Lord wanted us here. So we stayed. Now, a third issue is when we retired, which I just retired, and my husband is going to retire soon. But for now, we think we're meant to stay here in Hawaii. So that's our plan, is that we don't really have plans to move at this point. Okay. It's funny how God seems to give you those, like, signs, even if it's not quite what you planned. But yes. you can kind of see, okay, you know, that's, that's the direction we're headed in. Huh? Right. So, yeah. Um, okay, well, great. Um so as you've kind of uh, raised your own kids and now seen your your two daughters and one son raise their kids, mm-hmm. do you think parenting has changed since you were first parents? Yes, definitely. I think um, it began when I was parenting, I think. Um, I was grew up in a generation where the women were home and didn't work. My mom never worked. She was an at-home mom and, you know, she was always there. And I thought I would be the same way. And I was that way for 20 years. But, but most of the people around me were already working. And I didn't know if that was just Hawaii or if that was everywhere. But I'm discovering now that's sort of everywhere. Okay. Is that because of financial situation, most families, both parties are working to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make ends meet. And so that's a big change. Because when we were, my kids were growing up, um, there were enough people at home still that we could get together, you know, after school, we could do things, you know, we had a little more time. And uh, I think it's a little harder now because, you know, both parties working and you have to be more organized. Yeah. And that's the impression I have. And kids seem to have more organized activities too. Yes. Like uh, almost the pressure to try this and try that. I know I certainly, with my kids, I, I we're, we're sampling everything, I guess. Right. And then... You know, you're starting to plan for college when your kids are in preschool, and, you know, so, yes. yeah. And I think sometimes the U.S. doesn't have a lot of supports in place that could help families more, you know, like child care subsidies, mm-hmm. or yes. um, I don't know if you've seen that with ways that your kids could get more support, you know, in a way, so, um well, one of the, the most delightful columns, I would say, that you wrote recently was one where you were on a white water rafting trip with uh, one of your daughters, Teresa, and one of her sons. And um, we just thought, all of us at the Herald, when we read that, we just thought that was a great column, the way you wrote that. Um, and I think you wrote maybe that you felt like you might be close to like falling out of the boat, maybe not dying, but it was quite the experience. So... Um, are you an adventurous grandma? Is that kind of your uh, label? Is that... Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not by nature. No. Okay. So what made you push for that particular experience? Is that... Well, we were going to Yellowstone National Park as a family with Teresa's family, my daughter's family. And 
Tom had planned, my husband Tom had planned this day adventure with the older grandson and his father to look at animals and then tour the place. And so I thought I wanted to do something special for Eric, the younger one. And I tried, I told Teresa, you know, why don't you sign us up for a rafting trip? A family raft, I call it a family rafting trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I was thinking of. But okay. so she did all the work and signed us up and everything. Okay. And you didn't imagine it was going to be like, a, it was choppy at the beginning and then it settled down, right? Like, a, or, you know, more weight, not waves. What do you call it? Like current, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> choppy. It was very choppy. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seemed like uh, your grandson said it was, like, awesome right at the end or something. <laughs> yeah. right? He'll probably have a great memory from that. Do you have any other favorite memories so far from being a grandmother? Because uh, they, they range in age, too, right? What's yes. your oldest to youngest? My oldest is 11. Okay. And the youngest is just turned one. Okay. So they're all fairly young. It's wonderful to be a grandparent. I, I really like that role. You don't have the responsibility of being the parent. Yeah. <laughs> you get to enjoy them a little more and um, and help out, mm-hmm. you know. And I like them when they're young like that. They're really delightful. Okay. I like to see how they think and interact. And they're very cute. Yeah, how their minds work. Right? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, how about Tom? What's his grandparenting style? He's a great grandfather. I mean, yeah. you know, I think he's really good. He's always been good with children. And he just has a way, it's hard to describe, but um, he's friendly and he listens really well and he's creative with lots of ideas. Okay. I'm not that creative, okay. but <laughs> I tend to do the same thing over and over, like go to the beach, you know, because I love to go to the beach. Yeah. But he thinks of all kinds of things. He's okay. very creative. And so we're different, but yeah. he's really good. Well, it's good to have be like consistent, you know, this is a good thing and then throw in the element of surprise I guess as well yes. so that's a good balance yeah. um uh I've actually taken one of your marriage in Christ workshops with my husband and you guys had some great stories that you were sharing in that and I think I see that same balance when you write about your um marriage in the column for the Herald that you guys balance each other out um uh, would you say that's a secret to your success or what's what makes a good marriage because you've been married for what is it now 43 years okay yeah. Um, I would say um, having faith in common is very important. Okay. Praying together is really important. And spending time together. Okay. Those are probably the biggies okay. for me. Personality is not as crucial okay. as those elements that are important. It seems like the Lord works it out, though, that the person you're attracted to has different gifts than you have. Yeah. It usually happens that way. You know, kind of balance each other out. But I don't know that I consciously made a decision because of that. You okay. know? But I've discovered that since I've been married, that, you know, things are complementary. Okay. Um, do you have suggestions for couples about how to work prayer into their married life? Yeah, I know it's hard. I know that life is busy. Um, I usually connect it with a meal, like before or after dinner. Because you're already sitting down. It doesn't have to be real long. Okay. Uh, but that's, that seems to be an easy time to get it, to do it. Okay. Some people like to do it early in the morning. Uh, I never, I'm not a morning person, so I don't really like I'm to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> some people are, and that's good to do the first thing in the day. So it really depends what works for you. Okay. So just kind of finding a way to, the best time to blend it in, I guess. Yes. Right? So, yes. Okay. 
Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, any other tips that you give in your marriage workshop or that you would just say you found really helped strengthen your marriage over these years? I, I've noticed over the years that there's two things going on when you're together as a couple. One is you got to plan all these things, you know. And the second one is date night. And I consider them separate because for a while we were doing it. And every time we went out, we would talk about the calendar. Mm-hmm. And, and that really, after a while, that really drove me crazy because <laughs> I just felt yeah. like we didn't have any time just to be together and mm-hmm. have fun, and, you know. So we separated it. Okay. And it became a sort of a business meeting, you know, once a week to go over the calendar. Okay. And then date night was just fun, you okay. know, not getting over business, okay. you know. So you want to have a balance of both. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Um, otherwise, you can always focus on one element. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know you're working on a column for us coming up for our next issue. Do you want to give a little preview about what that's going to be focusing on? Well, I was thinking of Thanksgiving. Okay. And because it's coming up and we're always thankful for so many things, you Mm -hmm. know, but don't forget your spouse, you know, um, to be thankful for your spouse because sometimes the ones you love the most are the ones that you Think of the less. I mean, you know, in other words, you take for granted. That's the word. That's the word. You take for granted. You don't want to do that. So be thankful. And I think that's what struck me this year, especially this Thanksgiving, is that I'm really thankful for my husband. Okay. And it's been a long time, and I appreciate more his gifts as time goes on. Okay. You know, and I'm grateful that I have him. I think the faith element is very important, that life is not easy. Family life is not easy, but if it's grounded on the foundation of Christ, it it will survive and mm-hmm. it will thrive. Um, but if you just try to do it on your own, I don't think it will, it will work. You can't just power through on your own. No, I don't think so. higher power, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also meant to ask you, so you used to work for the Aston Tribunal um, mm-hmm. here at the Chancery. We're recording at St. Stephen's Aston Center right now. And... Um, a large part of that is dealing with annulments. Would you say right. is that the bulk of the tribunal's work? Um, how did that affect your perspective on marriage, or did it? No, it did. I think what it did is it it, it showed me the mistakes people make. Okay. And so I try to emphasize the positive side, but I can mm-hmm. also see the mistakes people have made. Okay. Any and, ones in particular you would? Well, like a lot of times, um, men will get attracted to women who they think they can save. You know, um, they feel sorry for her, her, and they can save her. Okay. That never works. The person has to save them. You know, they have to make some decisions themselves. And then sometimes a woman will um, think he'll change once we're married. Okay. And they never do. Yeah. They okay. usually become worse. <laughs> <You Okay. know? laughs> so this is just a perspective from yeah. the annulment side. You yeah. know, yeah. what you see is what you get, you know. Yes. <laughs> so Yeah, there's like some um, unchangeable points that you're yes. not going to be able to, <laughs> to get around. So, yes. Right. Um, uh, so what, what do you do with that, you and Tom? Like if you guys have a sticking point, do you just work around it? No, it's not going to change or do you adapt a certain way for that or how do you not get frustrated by something that you're like I really wish this would change but it's not going to well some things are more important than others is it important then you got a dialogue and you have to work work through it if it's not that important 
you gotta tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you okay. gotta you gotta accept it. Okay. And you you can't change somebody. You okay. know, but um, so it depends on how important it is. Okay. If it and how it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the, if it's really affecting a lot of things, you need to discuss it and work through it. Okay. But if it's a if it's a minor thing, a personality thing, uh, you just gotta accept it. So like leaving the toilet seat up. Yeah, I don't, I don't fight over that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it can be annoying, yeah. but you figure in the scheme of things, this isn't that important. Okay. You yeah. Know, unless it's actually driving you crazy and you can't stand it anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, then you need to like sit down and be like, how can we negotiate? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate uh, being able to talk to you face to face because often we're just emailing, you know, back right. and forth on the columns. But yeah. Yes. We'll look forward to reading the next one then on the topic of Thanksgiving. Okay. We'll be back in two weeks for another podcast for Hawaii Catholic Carol Highlights. Great. Thanks. Thanks.